Welcome to the Just Be an Honest podcast. This is your host, KB. I'm a lifestyle designer, intuitive healer, and a creator of a wellness workspace called the KB Apothecary. Welcome to my world. We're cultivating a lifestyle environment based with quality of consciousness for all, here to unveil your authentic truth. What does that mean? Listen in to find out because we are all multi hyphenate beings. So join me on the ride. It's getting deep. Guess who's back, baby? I am. Okay, so a little disclaimer on this episode as I just looked down and I have no water next to me, so I may have to get up and get some water during the show. My throat is a little bit scratchy today. Yeah, can you hear me now? So I just got back from New York City. I had the most wonderful weekend. I am floating on air. I am high as a kite, not really high and like seriously, but just like high as a kite emotionally, mentally, physically. And I ran myself down to the ground in such a good way. I explored New York City for the very first time, and let me tell you, I'm in love. I'm in love with the city. It's amazing. It's, I was, to be honest with you, I was so intimidated my whole entire life to go visit New York City, and this trip was phenomenal. I saw Hamilton on Broadway. I mean, guys, a whole experience there. And I got to eat at some of the most remarkable restaurants in the city. I think New York City is ahead of its time. I heard it goes Europe, New York City, and then maybe California. Um, And then where I'm from originally, the Midwest, is like 20,000 light years behind in time. But New York City accommodates everyone in the form of food. And I'm going to do an entire podcast just over that experience because I had a very, very special experience at one place that I ate at. And it deserves an entire podcast because it was one of the most amazing reviews I could have ever experienced. And I am so grateful for it. So here I am, scratchy voice and all. I sound a little raspy, but it sounds pretty good, right? It's my radio voice. Welcome to JBH Live. Okay, anyways, so today, you know, of course, I, I thought the whole time on the plane, I said, okay, this week, I'm really going to be, um, you know, we're transitioning seasons, right? I'm really going to be on my health and wellness regimen. I had so much fun just running around the city eating all the things that I am not used to. Um, And my body certainly had a little bit of a challenge at times. You know when you're off your routine and your body stops working in one way or the other. I'm just saying sometimes maybe like a poop, right? You know your routine is off. And I'm a huge believer. Sorry about the, sorry about that clearing of the throat. Anyways, I'm a huge believer that routines really set us up for success. So I like to jump back into my KB Apothecary, my little home cabinet that I have here, and dive into my herbs. I really like to hit it hard. This morning I made an 
exuberant, exuberant amount of uh, like a wellness shot for myself. You know, those ones you can buy at the grocery store, but let's just say I can do it better. A lot of ginger, like a huge knob of ginger, two lemons. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And the pulp and the pulp. Um, two cloves of garlic, four drops of oil of oregano, and I took four sprays into my throat of bee pollen propolis. More on that. Um, that's probably one of the best things you could do for yourself if you feel like you're starting to get sick. I feel like I already have some gunk in my throat, so that is why I added the oil of oregano in there. So that's just a fun little takeaway for you guys this hour. But I do want to jump into something that I'm pretty passionate about this year for some reason, which is soups. <laughs> yeah. So I've always been into seasonal eating. I think that's really important, especially when you consider how our body mechanics work. Seasonal eating, or um, I mean, that's what sets you up for just success, movement, um, keeps your body at bay and away from inflammation. When our bodies get inflamed from those things called lectins, and lectins often at times form in um, plants, plant products, or fruits and vegetables that are trying to just mirrorlessly, you know, protect themselves. And those things often at times occur from products that are being shipped, you know, that are being shipped overseas. Um, and they're not ripened yet. Okay. So that's why eating in seasonally, eating locally, you know, shopping your farmer's market, getting away from pesticides. I did a whole blog about the numbers on those stickers and what they actually mean. Try to find products that always start with a nine. And the ones that start with a nine are the things that you're actually ingesting the skin. That's the most important thing. Um, You know, oranges, you can kind of like give and take, but you know, some oranges, they actually inject with orange coloring. So bear that in mind. Um, If you haven't checked that out, go to my website at justbeinghonest.com. Check out the blog page and you can see the produce sticker right up all there. But anyways, back to seasonal eating. Also back to the fact that I'm a huge proponent in natural wellness and healing Um, And just basically aligning ourselves, not using anything in our life as a um, a band-aid, okay? Always getting to the root cause of everything. Understanding that food is medicine. Understanding that the foods that you eat, the foods that you feed your children, often at times can give you reactions or give you consequences (laughs) and whatever I'm talking about on how your children behave how you how you behave mental health mental illness right depression anxiety your food it all starts in the gut and it just determines what's going on in the brain and your activity levels right so that is probably one of the most important takeaways i could give to you today amongst the many but i live a life of traditional chinese medicine mixed with some ayurvedic medicine Um, And just like some old world concoctions, I make up a lot of things myself. I can't wait to share them more with you guys. I'm working on a recipe book right now, so look out for that when it comes up. You can follow me on 
Instagram at just be an honest KB. Remember, Bean has no G, so it's B E I N, and you'll get the uh, 411 on when that will be released. <clears throat> so, today I'm going to talk all about how to use traditional Chinese medicine herbs in seasonal eats, amongst one of those being how to add them in your soups. I love a good soup. I love a good soup. I think this week I'm going to bake an entire giant jarradale pumpkin. I don't know if I said that right, but it's the big blue pumpkins. And I will definitely be posting on Instagram how that works out. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that in the oven. But anyways, you know, it's all about trial and error. You got to do what you got to do. So anyways, this is kind of focused on like how, you know, nourishing soups are medicinally packed with hearty Chinese herbal bases, okay? And I'm going to share just a couple of those with you. So you might want to take some notes on this. And if you don't, if you aren't able to take notes, I will follow this up with a written blog entry um, this week. So check it out. Um, yeah, I think we've all seen it. We hit it. Daylight savings time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's getting darker earlier. I got home last night. And I'm like, why is the sun down at 4.58 p.m.? It's dark. I feel like I have to retreat, turn on all my candles, take a bath. You have been feeling it too. But the days are shortening. Plants, you know, they send their energy to their roots and go to seed and deciduous trees shed their leaves. You see it. You're seeing it all. And it's definitely time to cozy up in our warm, cozy, cozy clothes. You know, stack that firewood, start storing up our food and energy reserves for the winter, prepare for our slumber like a little bear. And in autumn, we transition from the more active yang seasons of spring and summer into the more restful yin seasons of autumn and winter. And in fact, we too send our energies underground to rest and rejuvenate. So, as I said before, I love soup. I love soup. Um, I don't know where the obsession came as of lately, but I think one good bowl of soup will just like, it'll just do you in. And it is the most simply, just the perfect dish for welcoming autumn or any, any other lower temperature change of season. Am I right or am I right? And no different than any other, I plan to enjoy warm, nourishing soups medicinally loaded with hearty Chinese herbal bases. And there are so many ways to prepare these bases. You can slow cook them over the stovetop or in a crock pot with your favorite proteins and veggies, or you can simply roast the items in the oven and toss to blend in your your high-speed blender. My fave. That's my easiest favorite way to do it. Um, Plus, you get the scent in the household as well. But here are some of my favorite Chinese traditional medicine um, to enrich your stews with. And if you are interested in picking up these particular ingredients, 
on my blog entry, I will actually have conveniently attached the links to the coordinating objects that I mentioned to today. So please enjoy and please, please, please let me know what you think in a rating, a review, subscribe to the blog on the website, subscribe to the podcast. You can send in your reviews there and your comments. Let me know what you think. Um, So the first one I'm going to mention is a stragglus root. Now, a stragglus root is included in the TCM formulas, traditional Chinese medicine, uh, to tonify the key and blood. So key, or I'm going to call it qi, right? Um, It's to, uh, what was I saying? Tonify the qi and the blood, and it boosts energy, it strengthens your immunity, and it nourishes your internal resilience to withstand unwanted environmental factors. So basically, what you can do is throw 6 to 12 astragalus root slices into your stews, allowing them to simmer and decoct for at least 30 minutes. Then you want to remove the astragalus before serving and enjoy the slightly sweet, gently warming, and lightly moistening broth with a dash of fresh ginger, some mushroom slices, and your protein of choice. Now, note, if you're already ill or taking an immunosuppressant medications, then please check with your healthcare practitioner before you start working with astragalus. Now, this podcast, I'm really just going to jump into my favorite items that I use and how you can kind of lightly use them, okay? Later on, I might follow up with, you know, the medicinal properties of them, but um, by actually clicking on the links that I provide in my written post, you can read up more about it on your own. But for the sake of time and the sake of entertainment, I'm going to make it short and sweet. All right, because we kind of want that like visual, like sensory, like how am I going to make it tonight? How am I going to be the my own Julia Child moment? Because you know you're thinking about your dinner already. Or maybe you're even like listening to the podcast while you're making dinner. Okay? Mm-hmm. The second one is shiitake mushrooms. Okay, so when I was in New York City, I had an abundance of shiitake mushrooms. Why? Probably because mushrooms are are little vacuums of, you know, uh, the bacteria within us all. Like we could probably live off of a <laughs> different type of mushroom all the time. So with the shiitake mushroom, it has a really delicate umami flavor, meat-like in texture, and it's very malleable. And shiitakes can often at times be a staple in many plant-based and vegan households, like myself. Um, So when I was in New York City, as I just mentioned before, there were a lot of dishes that were mushroom-based, probably because of that. They have a malleability to it, and they also are very meat-like in texture. So they can accommodate a lot of different like mindsets, a lot of different people on that aspect. Mm, Maybe some type O blood types. You know who I'm talking about? Yep, pointing at you, kid. 
And alongside ginger, soy sauce, and sesame oil, you can actually whip up a stir fry, a soup, or a sauce to enjoy shiitake in a variety, a variety of ways. So you can keep a jar of easily accessible dried shiitake in your kitchen cabinet. You can rehydrate for 10 minutes, then either slice it thinly for stir fries or add whole um, shiitake mushrooms into the soups. I like to make it chunky sometimes. I know people that like really creamy soups, but sometimes I like a little bite to my meal. And fresh shiitake is delicious. Like it's so delicious that it's available at your local grocery stores. So don't think you have to make a special order for this. Um, you certainly can. Um, but it really is a joyous, joyous, joyous addition to um, your forest style gardens as well if you have a garden in your backyard and uh, you can kind of like make your own little forage session as well a balancing and nourishing adaptogen and rich it's very rich in vitamins polysaccharides and actually guys guess what a lot of protein don't ask me where i get my protein and shiitakes are as i mentioned before super delicious and they're even more delicious, I think, sometimes if you thinly slice them into a miso soup and you cook them at a longer length in the nourishing broths and really get that broth sensation. And then you can toss them into stir fries and um, kind of just make what you want with it. I would actually combine it with a pan-seared tofu as well. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good right now. I just bought some tofu today. Um, oh my gosh, maybe add some kelp noodles with the, with the miso mushroom broth. Oh my gosh, maybe some lemongrass. Ah, I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy over here. Um, <clears throat> okay, I digress. Here I go. And the, the third one I want to mention is ginger root. So we're moving on to ginger root. I love a good ginger root. I just love it. I am the type of person that takes a knob of ginger fruit and just takes a bite out of it. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi. Waving my hand. Hey, what's going on? Anyways, um, ginger lives in my kitchen. It just lives in my kitchen. It's my favorite plant I probably own. And I throw large ginger slices into all of my cooking. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, taking a bite out of it. And, you know, you can remove it before serving or you can actually finely chop and grate the ginger into the stir fries um, for just small little bursts of flavor here and there, that little surprise. And fresh ginger is, seriously guys, it should be available at most grocery stores, but dried or powdered ginger is also convenient to keep on hand, and they actually have different purposes on those aspects. Yeah, you didn't know that, right? You didn't know that, but now you do. <clears throat> so, warming and drying ginger is a digestive and a circulatory stimulant commonly included in most traditional Chinese medicine formulas. And this is a fun culinary fact. Are you ready? Are you ready for it? Get ready. So, fresh ginger is considered warmer and more moistening, whereas dried ginger is hotter and more drying. Yeah. 
That's interesting, right? So it kind of depends how you work these things into your cuisines. Do you want something that's going to really moisten or like, you know, add some coagulant? I call it coagulant, <laughs> like the like gummy texture. Or do you want something that's going to kind of suck the liquid out of it? So bear that in mind. But ginger root is definitely a staple. And I think you should just always have that in your house along with garlic and onions. Okay. Um, goji berries is the next thing. Not a lot of people consume goji berries, but a small handful of goji berries really adds a bit of sweet nourishment into soups. I know. Who would have thunk you would have put this stuff into soups? People usually put it in a trail mix, but same as astrologus and the jujube dates, which are very, you know, if you grew up, well, I didn't grow up there, but I would always go down in um, Los Angeles to the farmer's market. There was a ton of jujube dates where I lived because I kind of lived in that um, cultural area where they really, really use these in all of their dishes. But I suggest to toss it in at the end of stir fries, uh, curries, whatever you're going to make it in, soups, to keep it nutritionally um, in integrity with its alignment because they can add a little bit of a sweet kick, a nice little color burst, and of course that nutrient burst, but they also can absorb a lot of the liquid and kind of become mushy. So put it in at the end and it might still have a little bit of a crunch to it. You know, my favorite fact is that in Chinese medicine, they these goji berries really, really enrich your yin. They nourish the blood. And they really, really mildly tonify the yang. So enjoy raw. Um, you can enjoy them steeped as a tea or incorporated in culinary recipes such as trail mix or nourishing autumn stews as mentioned before. But I have a side note on this. If you are sensitive to nightshade family plants or are already sick, then do not consume goji berries unless you consult with your healthcare practitioner before prior use. Nightshade vegetables, you know, like potatoes. Yeah, so I kind of sometimes stay away from goji berries. I have them lightly. I kind of test the waters here and there every once in a while. Um, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not so good with nightshades. So bear that in mind. All right. Moving on to the Dongkwai root. Um, I saw an herbalist a couple years ago, and she would always make the base of my herbal drinks with Dongkwai. Um, and Dongkwai has a very specific flavor. In Chinese medicine, Dongkwai tonifies and gently invigorates the blood. Um, it lightly moistens the dryness that is probably within you and nourishing deficiency and moving stagnation. So we are in a season where there's a lot of vata around, ayurvedically speaking, a lot of vata meaning dryness. Um, so we want to kind of do the opposite and bring in more moistening action in there, right? So if you eat a lot of salads, maybe in the summertime, this is the time to start maybe making some soups and stews or taking your greens and, um, you know, lightly steaming them. 
you know, blanching them, um, and stuff of that nature. Okay. So just let that be food for thought. But Donkai is often employed in Chinese herbal formulas to support the female reproductive health. And this is one of the base ingredients, as I mentioned before, when I was working with my herbalist on my personal feminine and deficiency protocols. And you've heard me talk a little bit about my hormone journey. Um, I am not taking the Donkai right now. Actually, I wonder if one of my herbs has it in it. But anyways, that's not here nor there. Um, but that is something really important to consider. Now, for a soup, it is typically blended with, if you eat animal, chicken, um, and ginger and goji berries, shiitake mushrooms, jujube dates, um, soy sauce, and sesame oil for a really nourishing and supportive postpartum soup. And this is a little recipe I'm going to send to my sister because she is about to give birth to her fifth child. I know. Whoa. She is a superstar mom. She is literally like super woman. But of course, you can substitute tofu or any other protein for that chicken that I just mentioned before. And for a basic stew, um, I would recommend adding three to ten dried slices and let it mesh with your stew for at least 30 minutes. And remove roots before serving. That's pretty, pretty important. Because you may prefer to leave that one out of your digestive tract. Yeah, baby! And another side note on the Dong Kwai is that I wouldn't recommend you using it during pregnancy or with blood thinning medications unless supervised by a qualified healthcare practitioner. Yeah, that's my little disclaimer. Herbs are powerful. I must have disclaimers. Okay, so something I'm very passionate about and super excited to share with you guys is the next one. Drum roll, drum, drum, drum roll, please. Oh my God, what's happening to my voice? Seriously, <clears throat> too much fun. Anyways, the next one is kombu seaweed. Kombu seaweed. Okay, so I had an amazing dish in New York City. It was a honey nut squash. Well, I'm going to call it a honey nut squash. It wasn't that, but it was a other funky name. A honey nut squash with this kochia, Japanese kochia seeds compressed in there. They looked like a plant-based caviar over, get this, over a bed of kombu seaweed that was over a box, a wooden box that was basically filled with hot rocks that was keeping the kombu warm. Oh my gosh, like this is heaven. Seaweed that is like lightly toasted for me. What? I know. It's the little things, guys. But I love all seaweed. But there is something specifically dear about kombu, okay? Okay, so it is an earthly staple and here is why. It is so easy to keep and it's easy to cook with. Kombu really welcomes a slightly salty and oceanic flavor and energy to otherwise very mundane meals. So cook with daikon, mushrooms, carrots, cabbages, potatoes, and other hearty vegetables and your favorite protein of choice. And then to prepare lightly, Wash the kombu with cold water, 
cutting or breaking it into thumb-sized pieces that will fit nicely into a pot, okay? Here's a tip for you. Soak it for five minutes, then add close to the end of your cooking your stew or your soups or whatever you're making. Because, you know, kombu really makes a delicious soup stock soaked in either cold or hot water for at least one hour and then strained. So depends on what you're doing with it. Now here's a big, 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 big disclaimer for you. So if you have fish or shellfish allergies, then please, by all means, do not consume kombu, okay? It is a sea creature in its own right. I want you to qualify, uh, please consult with your qualified healthcare practitioner before using any of these type of herbal products, particularly if you are pregnant, nursing, or taking medications. Okay, my loves? Okay. So, guys, that was me. That was it. That was a short and sweet little episode. Again, those are some of my favorite traditional Chinese medicine herbs. I'm really concocting concocting up a new recipe to do this week with my giant blue pumpkin. I think I'm going to add um I think I'm going to add a twist in there this time. Maybe some maybe some mushrooms, maybe some some goji berries on top, maybe some dandelion root even. I didn't mention that. Astragalus. I don't know. I'm full of ideas. And I can't wait to hear how your soups and stews turned out. So please let me know because I know there's like a trillion and one ways to make them just so enjoyable, especially during this time of the year. Um, yeah, so that's all I've got for you guys today. Check out the website at justbeinghonest.com and follow along there. My story is your story. Until next time, guys, it's been an honor. It's been an absolute pleasure. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao. So I see that we're coming across a time of the year where people might start getting, you know, a little either mm, restless because the holidays are like coming into your face full force. And we are slowly coming out of our shell and saying, I want to travel I want to mingle and I want to socialize this holiday season. But let me ask you, are you prepared? Are you prepared mentally to set yourself up for success? To set yourself up for success with boundaries and picking the right food quality and choices for yourself and your health so you can literally catapult yourself into 2022 feeling like... That was easy as pie. Huh. No pun intended. Um, so here's the deal. I have some space open for some personal coaching, and I have so many options for you. Everything is custom-based. We go through your mindset, your body awareness, and fitness and nutrition. As I said before, everything is custom-based to you and how you were raised, how we can decondition those programming in your mindset that is not serving you, how we can set you up for success for not just the holidays, but for a lifetime based on your unique footprint. So it's like the podcast, except you get me one-on-one, right? You get more information tailored to you. So please join me in one of my positions that I have open. Reach out to me at Catherine 
at justbeanhonest.com. You can also set up a contact sheet on my website at justbeanhonest.com. Your first consultation is absolutely free. That is a savings of $150. Free to you. So it's $0 to get started. So I hope to see you on the other side of this show. Yeah, we've got a lot going for us in life right now. So um, let's make it happen. All right. As always, thanks for tuning in.